Hey everybody, welcome back to The Drivers, episode freaking 10. Uncle Steve, you and I, we made it, baby. No one thought it was going to be possible, but here we are, staring down the barrel of what's going to be a Coco Bananas episode 10. How are you feeling? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just hope that someone's listening. Uh, well, look, that my mom, she said we're doing really well. Uh, awesome. So as long as she keeps tuning in, We'll keep pumping these bad boys out. No, you know what? We've had we've had a lot of good feedback, and we, we're getting a lot of good listens. And and uh, if you are listening, uh, hit subscribe. Uh, go and smash the comments, telling the world how fantastically wonderful and entertaining we are. Um, and, and and help your friends and your other peeps or your mum find us because uh, I've lost her number. So tell her I'm sorry. Okay, so smashing into what is going to be an epic, epic episode ten. I've got a bit I want to run down this week. It's going to get a little bit weird. It's going to get a little bit more somewhat mm, misled more than usual. So strap your pants on and here we go. The most important release this year, I think, in the automotive world happened last week. And I don't think it was championed enough. But what are your thoughts on the brand new Suzuki Jiminy? You know what? I kind of dig. I freaking love it too. I, I love these little cubic style <laughs> funny boxes and you know Suzuki's the only one that's really sticking to it and I reckon they're cool as you know what I wish we were getting though What's I up? wish we were getting the new Altos I reckon they oh, look yeah. they're cool little cars tiny little cubes but they look like bucket loads of fun they do but they always have been my friend like Altos used to be well, not, I was going to say God, but they, they weren't that good. But they, they were a lot of fun for what they are, which is a tiny little 660cc buzz box. And then if you get the fast version, they jam on like the world's smallest turbo. It, it's you like, it's you like, seem to be forgetting that you're talking to a man who quite proudly owned a Subaru Fiori for quite some time. Oh, but my friend, that's a Subaru. That's no, that's what we're trying to say. It's on the same platform. <laughs> 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 same thing. Same it's not. Thing. It's clearly a Subaru, just like the BRZ is not an eight six, my friend. There are, <laughs> there are forums and groups about this shiz, and they are not the same. <laughs> <laughs> they just look incredibly similar, and I come out of the same exact factory. Next, you're going to tell me the BT and the Ford Ranger are the same thing. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Look, I am super stoked about this little Suzuki Jimmy hitting the world again. It's just been like, you're right. It's a cube. Someone just went, uh, we've got to make a car. Let's make a box and put wheels on it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or someone like in Japan was like, you know what sold really well? The Datsun 510 or the 1600 as we know it here. That was a box with wheels. Let's just do that again. <laughs> it's like someone bought a pair of shoes and they were just like, oh, I'm inspired. <laughs> <laughs> By the box, not the shoes. <laughs> they didn't even get to the inside. They didn't get to the Yeezys. Yeah. They were just like, this box is amazing. <laughs> Imagine if it had wheels. <laughs> the Yeezys. Oh, God. Or they went to like, you know, the design department and the guy had like 24 hours to come up with the concept. Went home, fell asleep, woke up, went to his kid's room, found a drawing and brought it into work that day. And he's like, oh, I came up with this. Like, oh my God, it's a revolution. It's going to be like the next big thing. And they were right. The thing's freaking amazing. So look, and kudos to them for not going overboard with all the uh, whiz bang gear. It's just the same Jiminy, like, you know, yep. cheap, cheerful, 
good times. Like they didn't try and oversell it. They didn't try and be something that's not. Like they didn't try and create like a miniature G wagon. They just went and here's the new version. Yep. <laughs> right, and they deserve a freaking award for that. But speaking, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Porsche have been doing it for seventy years. This is true, and we keep paying like more and more money for the same thing over and over again. What's the definition of insanity? Yeah, Porsche have got us nailed. And, and you know what? I'd go buy one in a heartbeat. So you know, let's let's just let's drive that one up to Sean going insane. But hey, so the other big big reveal that's that's coming up at Festival of Speed of Speed. I was going to say Speed. Um, <laughs> But that, that that wouldn't make any sense because that's not a thing. But yet, fe- yeah, yet festival of speed. Um, Toyota are releasing the production super to the world. What are your thoughts? Well, I haven't seen it yet. Well, no, but we saw the concepts. And they got the Gazoo racing yeah. thing, and I, I'm, no, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait to see what you say because we might have difference of opinion, or I think we're gonna be the same. Well. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's. I think it's kind of tarnished because we all just know that it's a, a Z4 with some yeah, different panels draped over it. And that kind of takes a little bit of the uh, epicness away from it. I'm but, sure it'll be different enough and it's definitely going to look Toyota and not BMW. What, they're going to put in cheap plastics? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, totally. like, like this BMW dash is nice. Let's just make it out of the cheapest plastic we can find. <laughs> Have you got faux carbon fiber? BMW like, no, we've got real carbon fiber. So I was like, no, 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 no. We can't use the real stuff. Yeah. We're Toyota. Do you have any carbon <laughs> stickers, perhaps? <laughs> yeah, look, I, I don't know. I don't know if I should get excited about it or not. Like, it, the thing is, I feel like if it's actually going to be that good it's probably going to be unobtainably expensive and that doesn't feel Toyota. But if it's Toyota priced, it's probably going to be underwhelming for what (laughs) it is. And I don't know, I I think we've just got to stand back, let it happen and see what the result is because it could go any number of different ways. Yeah, I know, but look, you know what the thing is. I, I, and I think you, I think you nailed it. It's, it's going to be one of those things where I, I feel it's going to be an 80, 90 grand car when it lands, right? Which isn't really, really expensive, but it's really expensive for what it is. And I think it's going to be like a two fifty kilowatt straight six twin turbo BMW engine on a BMW chassis with a Toyota ish body, right? And yeah. the thing will be decent, but is it going to be able to? outpace a Mustang GT for way less money? Is it going to be able to to hold a candle to, like, you know, a C43 even, or even a yeah, freaking uh, S5 for around the same kind of cash? I don't think so. And, and, and even in saying that, like, you know, would you go buy the Supra, or would you go buy, like, a, even a CLA45? Like, the new the new um, A-Class is coming out, which is a CLA platform, but and, and it looks freaking amazing. They've, they've essentially taken the 17,000 screens that are in an S-Class and like jammed it into an A-Class, <laughs> right? For, for under under 70 grand, it's, it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. I, I just think it's lost its thing. And and for all the super diehards, like well, what, what Nissan, the one thing Nissan did well ever is with the GTR lineage, right? Yes. Yeah, so, so this is that one thing. 
So when they went when they went for R thirty four, they released the R thirty five. They dropped the Skyline name. They called it a GTR. And they said, "Look, it's its own crazy animal," and the GTR badge still lives on. Everyone went, "Yeah, I can cop that. I can see slight styling cues like the hot plate lights at the back, and I get it. It's a GTR. It's meant to be fast, um, and and it's meant to be Japanese, right? And and everyone kind of accepted it for what it was, which is a fairly incredible tool, <clears throat> right? Like it, it's a, it has no soul. It feels like you're playing PlayStation, but it's an incredibly fast vehicle. But I think, I think, I think the the blurred line. The last Super was such an animal. This Super is going to be so polished. There's going to be this big disconnect, right? Like you know, I, I don't think a lot of people are going to cop that. Um, like you know, no one's going to be popping the hood and going to be like, oh, two JZ, no shit. Like that that won't happen this time. Yeah, see the and that's the thing. The game has moved on so much. Yeah, the, the Super was so good at its time because it was truly a groundbreaking thing. It was you know, Japan all of a sudden out of nowhere was going toe-to-toe with supercars for half the price. And that's not going to happen this time no. because no matter what that it, it's just, it, it's going to fall into a really well-established category with heaps yeah. of competition that will go toe-to-toe with it all day long. Um, it was <laughs> uh, the floor with it. Yeah. Like before, before we um, got together tonight, I was having a bit of a browse around on the internet as I do, and you know what? Like the new um, Alpha Julia uh, Quadrifoglio, whatever the bloody yeah. it's called, that's a three hundred and seventy-five kilowatt all-wheel drive V six twin turbo car. Yeah, they're starting to come in under a hundred grand, and at that point, and you, you have know, you heard them? Oh, they sound so good. What so a menacing car. It's I know, right? Like, it'll catch fire and it'll be worth 20 grand <laughs> in six months. But for those six months or less, it'll be the best ownership experience ever. <laughs> just hopefully yeah. not in the car when it catches fire. Exactly. But you know what? I just look at that and I go, how how is the the super going to come out in this day and age and be something astonishing for any other fact than it's called a Supra. Yeah. Yeah. I hope Toyota can really blow me away. Yeah. Well, they don't really, yeah. They, they don't really have a, uh, a track record recently of doing that. Like I, <laughs> what, what they really need to do is just release like a, 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 a souped up turbo version of the freaking Yaris, right? The world will go bonkers and they can kind of, stitched up with their rally endeavors as well i think that's what yeah. the world would the world would absolutely go ape bonkers over a freaking all drive manual even dsg style gearbox turbo four-cylinder right for yeah. under under 35 grand like if they made that car they would own the market again and all these toyota fans would fall out of the tree and, and claim how amazing they were and they don't have to go yeah. rekindle a badge that they're going to butcher they don't have to go make this hypercar that they're making. And look, I'm, I'm a big fan of the hypercar. They should keep making that thing because, you know, the technology will fall to down. But, like, you know, it's what they need to make is a, is a freaking all-drive turbocharged Yaris. And it doesn't even have to be that fast. It just has to be all-drive and turbo. Like, you can yeah. still have, like, 110 kilowatt. Everyone th- still thinks it's amazing. Yeah, exactly. You know, they follow the success of the past by looking at what that was, which was delivering something that the market was salivating for that they weren't expecting. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, I mean, the hype train's been rolling on this new Supra now for what, like, it feels like about seven or eight years. Yeah, really has. Just like, we're, we're, so we're going to release a new Supra, and everyone's like, it's going to be amazing. And as we get yeah. closer and closer to launch, I think everyone gets slightly more depressed and depressed and depressed. But look, like I said, I, I'm sure it's going to be a capable vehicle. I'm sure it's going to be a great driving car for what it is. But will it be able to play? Like like you said before, I just want to quickly touch on this before we move on, but like the, the original Super, well, not the original Super, but the, the Mark IV that came out in the 90s, right? That car, like the, the, the RZ version, so the twin turbo manual, could hold a candle to performance-wise the 911 turbo at the time. Yeah. Right? You're telling me that this Super is going to come close to a 911 turbo? No chance, Butterpants. Yeah. It's not going to come anywhere near it. It'll be lucky to get past the sub hundred thousand dollar euros that are performance cars, right? Exactly. But look, exactly. To, to make and the feel, sad thing is yeah. that there's a dozen different unassuming looking family sedans that will oh, spend <laughs> that it will... all day. Yeah. I think its first yeah. hurdle is trying to outpace a freaking Kia Stinger. Like what what kind of world <laughs> do we live in, right? Like geez. Oh man. <laughs> I know if the supercar out outpaces a stinger, it's over. Like, yeah, pretty much. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with Toyota. You're dead to me, Toyota. You're dead. Um, no, but seriously, like it's just a bad time. But look, let's let, let's keep the escalation of of terrible disappointment in life happening. Whatever the whatever the super release, whatever to release as the super, I should say, it's still going to be nine times better than whatever Subaru release as the WRX, as it actually comes mm-hmm. out. Like the concepts are so amazing. Like everyone wants the concept. Like they're like, hey guys, we're thinking about making this, and everyone's like, yes, make it, I'll buy it. And why like, do you have? Why do you have to dredge this one up? You know, this is like one of my biggest bugbears <laughs> as, as a diehard fan of Subaru. I I hate it when they release a really cool looking concept because <laughs> they do it so well and they do it I so. Know. And every single time the production car that follows is rubbish. It's it's horrible. And doing? I don't even know how they stuff it up. Like they're like, well, this is what, this is this is what our designers built, right? This is what we made as a concept. This is what the public loved. I know. Let's go make something completely different. Yeah. <laughs> they look at it and they're like, wow, this is fantastic. Now. All it needs is wing mirrors eight times the size, <laughs> wheels that are no bigger than 16 inches, despite the fact that the wheel arches were designed for 27s. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, all those aggressive features just Did turn you, them back just to their blind and yeah, boring. That's right. And you know what? Just to top it off, we'll release it in silver, white, Gray and black. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everyone wants a blue one with gold wheels. It's like, do they though? Do they really want a blue WRX with gold wheels? I don't think the web market's calling for that at all. Next can, I just, like, can, I, can I quickly digress onto sure. this little snippet of a story from when I was working at a Subaru dealer many years ago? Please. Um, so it was at the time of fourth gen Liberties. Uh, in Series 1. Um, so before they had the uh, the refresh to Series 2. Yep. Great car. Very popular. Sold yeah, heap. They, they were flying out the door. Caught wind of a new special edition that's coming out in yellow. Metallic yellow. <laughs> Yummy. Holy shit. That's amazing. Yeah. Super doing something adventurous. Super this doing is- colours? What? Yeah. 
Uh, so this special edition uh, in this exciting metallic yellow, and to their credit, it was a really cool colour. I loved it. Looked great. Suited the car perfectly. Only available in a two-litre eye. So oh. only available in the single cam, two-litre, four-cylinder engine that was picked up out of an entry-level Impreza, dropped into the heavier Liberty to make it the most painfully slow car you have ever driven. And it then was- mixed with all-wheel drive, right? Just to, yep. just to be and, sure I can't move that yet. <laughs> and fitted with a cassette deck. Wow. Represent. <laughs> Represent. Uh, it, it was the only liberty you could get without climate control. And yeah, I, it's like an RS, right? It's like stripped down oh, race version. Man, it was so frustrating. <laughs> like, people would see this thing on the lot and they'd be like, wow, that's cool. Can you get a GT in this color? No. <laughs> but you can get it in maroon. <laughs> <laughs> Who invented Maroon? That person needs to be shot. Like, I don't think, I don't think the witch hunt has begun for that person, but that needs to happen. Oh god! I remember my dad had a um, uh, ST one eight five, so a Celica GT four in Burgundy. Like, loved the car. The car was an animal. It was a sleeper. No one knew what it was, but it was Maroon. <laughs> you know what? I don't get. They're all maroon. Everyone's like a white one. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's like, hey, this car's mad. Freaking Toyota buys. No one's Toyota don't do anything fun anymore. (laughs) You know what the new Super's going to come out in? It's going to come out in maroon. (laughs) I hope so. That'll be its throwback. Like, And now available in signature maroon. And all all the people my dad's age are gonna be like, hot damn, that's a nice car. Some good maroon. Won't even get a cool name. Like there it it won't be Mission Brown. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) New Mission Brown Supra. Mm, (laughs) Yummy. Oh god. Okay, that's not super bashing, but still, yeah, Subaru cock it up massively. Like even yeah. the Lavorg, right? The Lavorg, I think, is a really nice looking rooster, right? Nice looking wagon. Yeah. The pricing seems right for what it is. And then they go drop a, a freaking CVT in it. Like, uh, uh, we, yeah, were so, we were so close. So I know. close. I've got to say, and I, I think I've mentioned it before, I have driven one with a CVT. I think I even said in an earlier episode. Yeah, you dug it. For a car in that category, I'd buy one mm. despite the CVT. Yeah, it's not as bad as you think. You just, once you get used to it, the thing's still got plenty of shove. It'll still get up and go anytime you want it to. It, the only thing that sucks about CVT is the noise. What, the, the sewing machine thing going on? Why? Well, just. Like the constant droning, especially anything with a bit of performance. Like you'd remember all too well driving a Cooper S automatic with a CVT. Yeah, that wasn't a fun time. <laughs> they were they were actually horrible. Sorry to anyone who actually owns an auto Cooper S, like the oh, first gen ones. I'm horrible. not even sorry. Like, why did you do it? Like you, you took it for a drive, you heard it like making this loud, annoying droning noise, and you still bought it. Hey, can I on, on that topic? When I did used to work for Mini all those many years ago, back when I had hair, I remember this guy came in to test drive a Cooper S Auto. He had just suffered a stroke, so he couldn't feel any of his left side of his body, right? 
So he's like, you can't really have a manual. Yeah, cool. He drove the auto, came back and bought a manual. <laughs> because he was like, even though I can't use my arm, I'll learn to use it again to change gears, not to drive that. So if the man with the stroke <laughs> can learn how to row through the gears, so can you, my friend. So can you. That I'll never a... forget going for a drive in a Cooper-esque Cabrio auto. Wow, that's and life. That was the worst combination to have because like, the drone wasn't even muffled by any bodywork. You could just hear it. It was just there. Hopefully it was orange. <laughs> or that, that heinous light purple colour they came out in. Hey, you know what Minnie say? Always open. Always open. <laughs> so yeah, so Suribri, please stop cocking up your cars. We know yeah. what you want. You know what we want. Just stop the guy, The guy you hired to design the concept car, employ him in the production room. That's yeah, well, it. Job done. <laughs> just just look after Jimmy in, in, in design. Like he's got this. He's got this totally under control, people. Just give it back to Jimmy and tell him to run with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move it right along. Let's switch up gears a little bit. Look, you and I have been very, very lucky to go to a whole raft of automotive events all around the world. And with the Festival of Speed creeping up um, next weekend, I think, um, I thought it's like the ample time to go ahead and ask you, what's the best event you've ever attended? <laughs> well, well, this is a silly question. The Festival Summonets? of Speed. I literally went last year. Sorry, that broke up. I thought you said Summonat 16. Is that correct? <laughs> oh, yeah, weird. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Festival of Speed, but you said Summonats. Odd. Right, on that bombshell, we'll catch you. No, no, go ahead. So Festival of Speed. Tell me about it. Why was it so good? Oh, just uh, absolutely unreal. The the cars, I think, that, well, you know, that's obviously the highlight, but just the sheer variety of everything from every end of the spectrum that is there and just the obscene rarity. Mm. Like when I went there last year, one of the first cars I walked past was um, Colin McRae's uh 22b rally car respect in all its wide body glory Mm. and i think at that moment i just about fell to my knees and was like thanking the automotive gods for allowing me to attend such a magical place um right through to things like the beast of turin if you don't know what the beast of turin is jump onto uh, youtube right now and type that in it is the most bonkers thing you've ever seen. And if you want a challenge, go into Bing and Bing it. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. <laughs> um, uh, and, you know, all the manufacturers, they put on wicked, wicked displays. Jaguar had a skid pad there. And so if you could be bothered joining the queue that was quite literally a two and a half hour wait. Jesus. Just to do some skids. Yeah, you could um, jump on board any number of high-performance Jags and uh, just go for, um, uh, just in the passenger seat, but they had pro drivers that were just drifting these things around. It was absolutely mental. Um, Just, like, everything to the highest degree. It was just unreal. I mean, the only place you'll see... You'll hear F1 cars going full noise one after another from every era. Last year was um, the 
celebrations of Ferrari's anniversary. So there were just Ferraris, everything, every era, all race cars, all road cars, the whole lot. It was just incredible. The noises that you hear, the cars being driven in absolute fury and just stupid stuff like seeing Rolls Royces being absolutely pounded up the hill climb. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's wild. People, people yeah. are mental, but God, I love them. See, seeing like a, a wraith ripping a skid at the start line is just <laughs> one of the most fun things you'll ever see because it's like, that doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even compute. My brain's struggling <laughs> to keep up with what I'm seeing and hearing. But why is this happening? Yeah. I <laughs> uh, just, it's hard to describe, but I mean, we, we were there for um, three days and struggled to see everything. I didn't get up right. to the rally course, which, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, is just a, another reason to go back another year. Exactly. It's amazing. Best That's event wild. on the planet. Well, look, my, my automotive highlight is slightly different to that. Like event highlight is slightly different to that. That does sound okay. pretty amazing it was something at 16 no no it's not something that's it's one step better i was living in canada in my early 20s and there was an event on that i had to drive so i was in the middle of nowhere in canada and then i drove two and a half hours to the extra point of nowhere which is like just where the world because it's flat it falls off the edge right but at that point at the, at the flattest point of the earth i found a destruction derby in the boondocks <laughs> And I walked in, and look, I'm of ethnic descent. I walked into this place, and those peeps had not seen no color on no one ever. <laughs> and it was amazing, just the reaction. But just to sit there and watch these guys like do this demolition derby thing, then have like this under five hundred dollar demolition challenge, and then you could then whoever won the race, they had to go, they had to sell their car, whatever car won, they had to sell. Like you can't keep your race car, and it was just the most insane incredibly fun enjoyable day of automotive oddness i've ever ever been to and i've been to some really odd crazy shit for automotive <laughs> stuff but that was that's number one it still burns in my memory as hey why the hell did i go how did i know it was on and 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 see i can't believe i actually went there and survived so no that, that's definitely on my list but I think we should swap. I think I should send you to some kind of weird demolition derby in the middle of nowhere and I should go to Festival of Speed and we'll, we'll compare notes. What do you reckon? <laughs> you know what? You're practically your neck of the woods. I, uh, I implore you to go to the Turidan tractor pool. Oh, yeah. 100%, right? That would be wild. Those that big boy is, tractors. As far as events I've been to in Australia goes, that's still one of my favorites that i've ever been to seeing some of the wild and i mean absolutely wild competition tractor pulls again if you haven't heard of tractor pulling you need to jump on youtube now and google that because when you see these tractors with four blown methanol mounted all going into one diff to just haul ass down the dirt is just absolutely bonkers and it was such a fun atmosphere about the whole place as well. They had like dirt drag bikes and all sorts of cool stuff. I loved it. It was so bogan, but it was freaking amazing. This automotive culture that we're in, man, it's it's so wild and so diverse, right? Like the stuff people are working on, the stuff that people have screwed away in the sheds and spend money on, 
is just so senseless, but so inspiring at the same time, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's incredible. And that gives me hope. And that's why we have so many people listening to our crazy little show because it is so diverse and so random. Um, and, and speaking of diverse and random things, another motorsport, if you want to check it out, normally only available in South Australia is this thing called dirt circuit where you take a streetcar, kick out the windows. And then it's like, it's like motocross, but for cars and you all race against each other. Like there's like six cars on the track at once. It's kind of like rally cross versus, I, I, I can't even explain it, but Google that as well. It's South Australian. I think there's only like one chapter of it in Victoria, but it's, it's bonkers. Tell your mates, get a helmet, go racing. But on that, thank you for attending episode 10, Uncle Steve. Can't believe we made it. Let's smash through another 10 and, uh, and see if we can't get us a few more listeners. So thank you for listening. Hit subscribe. Tell your mates. Tell your mum. Remember to check us out on our blog as well, which is thedrivers.co. Um, and, and hit us up uh, if you if you want to have a chit chat or tell us how much you hate us or if you want to pass on your mum's details. It's the drivers. <laughs> it's hello at the drivers. Uh, <laughs> on that, thank you, Uncle Steve. Thank you, everybody. See you in episode 11. Ciao. Mata. You've been listening to the drivers podcast. If you liked it, hit subscribe and tell a friend or read more online at thedrivers.co.